Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and it's the end of the week, and I have my special guest returning for the last time this week. I'm, I'm your special <laughs> little boy. I, special, special little guy? Boy? Special boy. There you go. Special, I, special boy. I ruined it by not being able to directly quote something that we just talked about <laughs> a couple of days ago. Well, I mean, uh, you are a guy. That's true. Not not necessarily a, a little boy. No. So you're my special guy. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm Pete the retailer. I'm uh, <laughs> I uh, I produce a monthly uh, tech podcast called Here's an Idea, and uh, where we it's uh, takes a a technology or an aspect of technology every month and goes uh, does kind of a little little bit of a, a dive into it. Talk about a couple of different stories related to that and uh and kind of it's almost like a magazine piece it's monthly and it's uh not the uh here's an idea podcast from the guys who did cyanide and happiness because they launched that a week after we launched ours so wow yep <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i don't know i haven't kept track of theirs i'm sure they're I'm sure they're doing fine but uh um, that one's not, that one's kind of the, it's the most off the rails of my recommended, my, my podcast plugs. I don't, I'm not on that one. I just, I'm strictly behind the scenes and it's not kind of movie related or comedy nerd pop culture related. Well, you've successfully plugged a different podcast every day. I know. I'm, I'm psyched. That's a lot. That is a lot. And that means there are much more venues that people can go hear your voice or your expertise of uh, producing. Yes, you won't hear my voice. I'm here's an idea, but you'll 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 recognize my digital signature. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's totally a Pete edit. It's. Would it be weird if someone noticed that? Probably. Could be. I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, record producers. Sometimes uh, you play like, oh yeah, that's totally totally a butch big thing. I don't know if it's the same for podcasting. I don't know either, but maybe someone will point it out to you someday and you'll reach that. Yeah. That's the that nexus of being a producer. That's the goal. To have somebody <laughs> obsessed with me enough that they're like, oh, I recognize your production technique. I'd be like, wow. <laughs> also, I'm creeped out right now. <laughs> yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, in a very flattered way. Well, we have to dive right back in for minute 70 to um, some some more penis jokes. Yes. And I'll stop. Um, I, I did a terrible job of it yesterday, but today I'll, I'll not. I'll try to do no uh, chortling and making things into inappropriate references. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to make it. Oh, all right. Uh, well, because oh go for no, it. I mean this this has well I, the first I guess we can step through it in order because first we had coming off of two balls. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> See now you're the one chortling. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, th- this is like it, like where it gets again. It, it gets more ridiculous as it goes on, which I like. And that's at this point the laughter is building and everybody's. Cracking up by the time they get to Wang. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it looks like an enormous Wang. Pay attention. Um, now we're in communist China. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a turn. 
which so where where is this where is this rocket flying that it can be seen by both a, a little league team or or a school uh, a school baseball team having a scrimmage uh presumably in America and uh, uh somewhere in a schoolroom classroom in communist china you know what maybe it's so maybe we were at a military base before with the baseball players Okay. Somewhere in the South okay. Pacific. That would make sense why more of the parents are not there. They're scrambling oh, yeah, to figure out what this UFO is. Yeah, maybe they're the ones who were on the, uh, they were the ones being addressed by the drill sergeant earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, Wang is distracted by that enormous flying Willie. That's right. The, There's our cameo. That's my favorite one because I a the joke's already funny, and then I, I love Willie Nelson, and uh, to to and to let him kind of uh, kind of poke fun of himself a little bit maybe, or at least have a sense of humor about himself. Is he also performing on this base? <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, I guess. What's I'm looking at the background to try to figure out what. Because uh... we've got his tour bus. Yeah, your... we've got some groupies in the back too. Probably not at a <laughs> at a uh, military base if he drove his tour bus there. But he does have a star-spangled vest. Yeah, well, that's just him being Willie Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> you can't not be happy when Willie Nelson is in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, you know, I can't figure out why I never saw the Dukes of Hazard movie because when I was a kid, I liked Dukes of Hazard fine enough, and then very different. And then, uh, yeah, maybe it's just timing and and you know where I was at. But uh, I think he played Uncle Jesse in that, and that that seems perfect. He also made Shine in his bathtub in that movie. Yeah, see. Uh, but I will say, though I love Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson to the moon and back, the original Dukes of Hazard was way better. All right, I'll, I'll accept that. And that was my—I uh, was gonna—I would—I would probably have guessed that also. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if you want a whole song and dance with uh, Jessica Simpson. Uh, no, I don't think I do. Yeah, so then that uh, just keep with the classics. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Willie Nelson always good, and uh, and here as a as a so building building, and then boom, Willie Nelson. That's a great uh, uh, great level for this joke to be at. And yeah, as somebody you know who uh, uh, let me just. Throw that out there that you know, Peter is another uh, less used, but it's another <laughs> synonym for uh, for the penis. So I, uh, I I I understand it. I feel I feel uh, you know it could be there, but for the grace of God <laughs> that you were not included in this. Yeah, well, of course, I, I would be thrilled to be included in this, uh, this <laughs> perfectly browed humor. Yep. That middle of the road. Mm-hmm. But um, it also looks like a giant Johnson. We've come full circle. Yeah. We're back to 
back to Clint Howard, who now we now we discover that his name is Johnson, which is perfect. And boy, do I love the uh, the set here. I went back and looking at it, and it's like there's like one piece of equipment. And then the rest of it, there's just like bulletin boards and and like industrial looking stuff and just signs up that say NORAD and NORAD tracking system. And it's like, this is how we know we're at NORAD because there's like one radar-y thing and then there's just a sign that says NORAD deep inside the base. There was also um, on the other side of the camera that Johnson would be looking at. Mm Mm-hmm. At the very beginning of the movie, there is like a clockwork orange style wall of like TVs hmm. for surveillance, but you can also change them and watch Jerry Springer and whatever else you want. But they're also um, monitoring hostile nations hmm. or like politically, like place of political unrest right? in the 60s. So you have one legitimate piece of equipment and then the rest of it just, sure. It's all told in labels. It's like the old uh, Batman TV show. Oh, yeah, like the Bat Ladder. Right. (laughs) Um, But we have to call British Intelligence and tell them that we have a a Flying Johnson. Right. Flying about. Why did they have to call British Intelligence? Was that was uh, that where the, it was located? Maybe were we wrong with the South Pacific thing the whole time? I don't know. I don't think we were wrong. My that is a good question. That why NORAD would have to call British intelligence, other than if they've already sussed out that it's Doctor Evil. Hmm. But in none of those exchanges did we suss that out. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe you know Wang probably suspected, but. Nobody's listening to him. No, because it's communist China. So, unfortunately, he's just going to have to wear a uniform and go to school and say nothing. Mm -hmm. Years later, maybe he'll write about it. Like, I did see that flying Johnson. (laughs) And, yeah, I... Why can't they call the CIA? Because this is a like a North American yeah sort of base. Well, so maybe that's it. It's not over. It's probably just that's that's the airspace that it's over. That's why they have to call oh. British intelligence. They're picking it up on their radar, but they have to let. I guess nobody's looking at the radar at British intelligence. <laughs> We're um too busy having tea. Right, they figured. It's tea time. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have to pick up the red phone. Mm-hmm. It's like a panic phone to call. Sure, it's the hotline. Oh, look at that. That is a nice red phone. I've always wanted a red phone for a specific, like, urgent matters. <laughs> Someday. You need it to have, like, Batman style with no, again, back to the Batman show, but Batman style <laughs> with no no dial on it or anything. It's just, it only goes one place. I don't know the one. I don't know what my one place would be. Where would your one place be that you could pick your red phone going to? I don't. I don't call anybody anymore. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Like the um, burrito place, maybe. Because <laughs> that would be an excellent, <laughs> like, I make the make it order, ordering a burrito sound a lot less kind of uh, lame if I, if I had to use a, a fancy hotline. It's like, right? You hungry? Quick. Burritos. Grab the phone. It's your emergency burrito phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Yummy Taco in Brooklyn. I think I'll go in the same vein of food and it'll be my emergency ice cream phone. Mm. Do they do they bring you ice cream? Do you get ice cream delivered in Florida? Yeah. Postmates. <laughs> is that a th- I don't, I've never, so our, our delivery system is so strong here that I've never had to do Postmates or anything like that. I don't yeah, you can do Postmates. I, I think they even go through the Italian ice drive through for you if you ask nicely. There's an Italian ice drive through Yeah. They're, right. it's, uh, sh- uh, shout out to Jeremiah's Ice. They do like Italian ice and um, soft, serve, soft serve swirl so you can have both. Hmm. That sounds uh, wonderful. Uh, so together with our emergency phones, we can get a perfect meal. <laughs> exactly. Not in the same uh, state, but that's fine. That's Hopefully Postmates can have like a bullet train or something. Mm. Yeah, once we get the Hyperloop, then we'll be fine. Yeah. Um. What were we, uh, where were we here? <laughs> Willie Nelson, full circle. All right. Full circle. Hotline phone. That's what it was. Uh, Hotline phone straight into a hot room. That's right. And it's, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, as a, as a modern enlightened, uh, American male, I, I, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm measuring my comments, uh, <laughs> fully, but I, I do have to say that, uh, in this movie, uh, um, what's the name? Heather Graham is uh, is a she's a very attractive lady. She is a very attractive lady, and they put her in the most scantily clad costume for Liquid Hot Magma. Yeah. Um, is that not what she was wearing at the beginning before? Or yeah, she was. That that was her like outfit for this. I know it's got it looks like it's got those protective quilting, so it should be fine. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a weird thing that Dr. Evil does. If he kidnaps you or if he like somehow finds you trying to infiltrate his evil lair or whatever, he makes you change hmm. to fit his aesthetic. That's a, well, I just, you know, again, I think that could be an underling. Somebody else is being like, I know you can't, you can't be uh, burned to death in that outfit. We're not going to, we're not going to have it. <laughs> Yeah, here, change into these conveniently prepared outfits. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I like the uh, the lava room. I would totally, I, I would want a lava room. For disposing needs? <laughs> no, I think just to hang out in. It would be like almost like a sauna kind of thing. Okay. Well, there is one chair in the room, so. Yeah. Well, that's not just any chair. That's, uh, that's like an Emiko chair, right? That's this... Uh, the famous, uh, there, was an, there was an episode of 99% Invisible about it, I think not too long ago. And it was like, this one chair was so well designed and well made. It was made, I think, for the Navy at some point because they needed a good, like a chair that just met all these specifications. So they just made this metal chair and then it's been 
infinitely copied. You know, they they would sell knockoffs, and the, but like the the company that has the original design and made them, Emico, the company that was making them for the Navy, and still sells them, but now they're like fairly expensive. They go out and they kind of, you know, send out uh, cease and desist to all the knockoff companies, including like IKEA and Crate and Barrel and stuff like that. So they have to do all these court cases where they like they have other companies have to prove they're like oh no well this isn't this is a different one because it has four things in the back instead of three or the arc of the the seat is different. But that's uh, ever ever since I heard that episode, I'm, I notice these chairs everywhere, and this is a, a good example of that. Although it looks like it's got a little padded cushion seat there. That was for the henchman. He needed a little extra. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, he brought his seat from home. <laughs> just landed on a perfect little freeze frame of this chair. Maybe I'll take a screenshot of that and keep that. <laughs> Be like, look, another one of these chairs. Yeah. Well, it's sad because it got destroyed. And unfortunately, it's a lot of money. Well, it... it it just like yeah, it gets, it falls into the lava. It's like I don't know they're pretty sturdy. Does it get destroyed? But you see, like <laughs> you see a burst of flame that we can assume is meant to be the chair once it lands in the lava. I'm sorry, the yeah, cause magma. These these guys are. I'm now on the website for the chairs, mm-hmm. and um, that chair is like eight hundred and ninety dollars. Oh no, this one's five sixty. All right, there you go. That's still a lot of money to be putting into a volcano. Well, you know, <laughs> Dr. Evil is evil. He probably buys bootleg chairs. Oh, okay, that's or true. Or probably he Ikea. might even bootleg them himself. That could be part of his evil uh, He was empire. the first person to do the knockoff mm-hmm. of the chair. See? That's how you, uh, you know, little little bits of evil every day. That's how you. That's how you build up an empire. <laughs> little bits of evil. Mm-hmm. Just uh, tiny baby steps until you get to uh, threatening the United Nations. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're threatening the UN and trying to kill people with your uh, floor opening up into magma. Right. Which is pretty convenient, I gotta say. If you're trying to get rid of uh, somebody, put them in a room. The floor opens up, and you know everything's everything's taken care of. The the hot is probably so intense that it uh, you know uh, purifies everything, sanitizes. I'm just trying to think about like how evil is that henchman that controls this room, because he's seeing people die all the time. Yeah, it's probably automated. But he's back there, watching. Is he controlling it, though? I mean, he's just, like, making sure that they don't get out. But it's also, like, you're going to stand there and watch people die. (laughs) Yeah. But again, I think of it... As long as it's automated, he probably has, then, deniability where he can be like, well, they just went in there, you know. It's my job just to keep them in the room. The fact that it's, you know, floors are going to move. That's just going to happen. Just a a way to like tell himself that he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, it's just a way for him to sleep at night. He really is a a, a evil murderer. But well, I don't know why everyone 
has chosen this time to either the henchman's not paying attention or Austin decides to get into a really heated pun not intended, but I guess it fits here. Uh, <laughs> really heated conversation <laughs> with Felicity. Um, he doesn't want to figure out how to get out of the room. He just wants to talk about how Felicity had sex with Fat Bastard. Right. Still, still bothering him. He's got his arms crossed. He's stubbed up. He's, he wants to know why. And he wants to, he wants to be bitter and say, why don't you shag Fat Bastard again? Like, that's going to get you out of any sort of scenario like this. Right. Well, he's not even worried about it. What's what's foremost on his mind is that he was hurt and he was lashing out. Um, And unfortunately, he's asking how, um, but like literally how, because he's so fat (laughs) and the sheer mechanics of it are mind boggling. And now I'm, now that's in my brain forever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... uh Mm, don't want to picture that. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Um, although I can't also can't get past the idea of knowing that it's a fat suit, and so that and that kind of like step one always involves somehow shedding the fat suit because that makes <laughs> it more, uh, but uh, more acceptable I mean, in your brain. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, physically it, it works better. But well, I'm just thinking back to. Like, I guess what he's saying, like the sheer mechanics, because he weighs an actual metric ton, (laughs) supposedly. Right. So when there's a scene where he's like physically rolling over and I'm, I'm, it just like the steamroller all over again. Right. Right. She could have died. (laughs) It was, I know, I I wish that I'd gone back and watched the rest of it because I don't, they, they actually show them kind of, uh. Uh, in postcoital bliss. Yeah, with a cigarette. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and he has a turkey leg. Oh God. Um. <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, you know I'm sure he's then well practiced at not crushing people to death when he does that. Um, it might have taken. Uh, he might have learned it the hard way. Unfortunately. Probably a few times. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got, um, I don't know. No, I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> just block it out. Block it out. Yep. You you can you can do that. I don't have that luxury <laughs> at this point. <laughs> just burned in there. Right. I'm just thinking about Star Wars instead now. Yeah, there you go. But Felicity's comeback is, don't lay your hangups on me just because you lost your mojo. Right. Which, again, maybe it doesn't exist. Yeah, and no. I, she knows that. <laughs> she knows that. And she does look a little, you know, I, I, stepping through it here, she does look a little a little uh, vicious when she's saying it, because now, now she's feeling hurt because he's he won't let it go. Well, I mean, she wanted to shag him earlier, and he denied her. Right. So you're not allowed to get upset. In this scenario, if she chose to go jag someone else, even though it was her job. Mm-hmm. 
and even you know whatever you know she's uh, she's her own person whatever she wanted to do she doesn't have to answer for anybody answer to anybody exactly. for that but austin is very hurt uh, right. uh, i'm sorry very ouch <laughs> I, I that doesn't uh i feel like that's the type of thing that would have been a quote you know nobody quotes that Mm-mm. i don't know i feel like that uh, maybe i'll i'll make an effort besides saying volcano <laughs> I'll, I'll try to also work very ouch uh into my vocal repertoire gotta be careful now um your kids are only gonna say volcano one way oh yeah if you say it enough yeah it's uh i'm having that uh Having that issue with some Star Wars stuff that I say differently, and then uh, as they're, you know, uh, watching, like as DTR is watching Star Wars sometimes, and she'll recognize things as the way I say them, which is not necessarily the right way. But it's all right. Nobody's going to call her out <laughs> on it. It's all obscure stuff. I mean, they're just going to be thrilled that she knows obscure stuff, so. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> not threatened. Well, if they feel threatened, so be it. She's a powerful lady. Little lady. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, I feel like this is like a, this is a, like old 40s uh, serial style cliffhanger. Because the scene ends with like the the floor is opening. The floor is lava, just like that game. <laughs> Floor is lava. Um, there are a lot of hurt feelings in one room. Yeah. And you'll have to come back next week to figure out what happens. Very much like a radio drama. Yeah. I'm assuming that they'll survive somehow, but I don't I don't remember how, so it'll be surprising. <laughs> Was so you only watched the two. Is this one your favorite over the first one? Yes. Uh, I think so. It's got pluses and minuses to it. Again, the fat bastard thing—I get it gets it gets a bit much. Did I already say that the like they because uh, this is the first one that they, uh, you know, they did. Uh, I think I don't think they did uh, action figures for the first one. I think that was after the fact. Once it was already a popular thing, and leading up to this movie, they did. Um, McFarlane made action figures for it, and yeah, because I have the Scott one right now in my room. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, does he have the blue hair from this, or is he, it? He does. All right. And in that line, they had the fat bastard one, so it had to be this one. Yeah, yeah, that was, and that was you know it was rare because it took a lot of plastic to make that, and so it, everybody wanted it. But then they also, I think, after the first ones got released then people complained that it said bastard so they changed it to fat man and so there are some that just say fat man which is not i mean it's not inaccurate but it's also not the name of the character it's not his name his yeah. name is fat bastard i know <laughs> parents <laughs> yeah no offense to you i just don't understand <laughs> I didn't even put it together that that could possibly be directed at me when you said that. And I was like, when you were like, no offense to you, I was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, right. I'm a parent. You're like, wait, I have two kids. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. As we're talking about toys. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that I, I'm not a big fan of the, all the fat bastard stuff, but the uh, again that the 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 highbrow dick jokes and the um, uh, the I think the shadow stuff is in this one, right? Was that the beginning? We're trying to infiltrate yeah, that the was, island. It was uh, right before. It was the week before this one. Mm, big fan of that. Um, because again, it goes overboard and it's ridiculous. And just like. I, you're seeing it from both sides, so you get the the henchman's reaction of like, what's actually happening, mm-hmm. that they see, and then what's inside the tent, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks. Since thanks you're for so busy me. all the time. <laughs> sorry if I'm, uh, sorry if I was uh, sleepy sounding. I'm actually <laughs> literally in between. Uh, uh, gigs right now and and doing doing podcasting all over the place so um but thanks thanks for inviting me on and and thanks for allowing me to re uh, rekindle my interest in this series which i had uh it's been a while since i've seen it like i said maybe you'll have to watch it sometime in the next near future yeah But you wouldn't recommend to, did ever I, 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 not spoilers I guess for your next season. But how what's what's your feeling about uh, Gold Member? Admittedly, I have not watched it in a long time, mm-hmm. and I will say that my most watched movie is The Spy Who Shagged Me. Mm-hmm. Out of the three, um, but I don't remember it being like terrible. But it was just like okay. We've been doing this. Maybe it's time to like wrap it up for a little while. And now I'm ready for it to come back. <laughs> yeah. Because it does have like the whole aspect of the flashbacks of when Dr. Evil is young, which is awesome. That I can't wait to cover because hmm. I really like getting the the backgrounds of characters fleshed out, even in really crazy comedy movies. Like, I'm all about the psychology of why you're an evil doctor for 30 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. So maybe, maybe I'll, I don't know, one day. When the next it's one also, comes out, then it'll, I'll readdress them all. There you go. It's also, like, the least televised one Yeah. out of all of all three of them. So most people haven't seen it as much. Yeah. Well, do you want to take us out with your uh, digital signature of producing? And also, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing that the guest says the outro tagline on their way out on Friday. Oh. Um, okay. Well, yeah. If you uh, uh, if you want to hear my my uh, subtle digital behind the scenes masterwork. Uh, then uh, check out uh, Here's an Idea, which is a tech podcast from Tech Briefs. Uh, and uh, that's uh, the, you can hear my editing work on display and, and production, etc. Um, that's monthly. And uh, yeah, otherwise, you can find me to stay with me.